who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can uh, hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas and with me is eric sanchez we're back <clears throat> after a couple of weeks off uh-huh i don't know about you but we were all sick here. We had strep throat. And then it's March. So my daughter, who does Irish dance, that's our life for the month. Pretty much all year round, but the month of March especially. But we're back, and we're doing a follow-up show to our last episode, which was the Raw before WrestleMania 13. So we said, hey, I was so pumped for Radio 13 after that Raw. Let's yeah, watch me too. WrestleMania 13. <laughs> so we're we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk all about that on this week's show with me and Eric here on the PBW podcast. If you're not in our Facebook group, make sure you're joining that. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. There is daily memes multiple times a day shared. There's discussion. There's conversation. It's a lot of fun. Just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. There's our Twitter account at PPW Podcast. I'm so confused what Twitter is right now. Like, I'm getting notifications in my feed from people I don't follow. Like, I'm just, I don't know what's going on with it, but we're there, PPW Podcast. Of course, you can find all of our past shows for free and future shows in your favorite podcast app. Just search Positively Processing Podcast. Hit subscribe. Listen to some old shows. Listen to some new shows. We'll be there for you. And share with a friend. You can follow Eric on Twitter at Positively underscore Eric. And he's also in the Facebook group, hanging out, liking, laughing, Enjoying yeah, life. I'm even posting so. some things here and there. Um, yeah, I'm with you on Twitter. Like, I'm getting notifications like, oh, somebody just posted. I'm like, okay, I don't know who that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the notification? So I go to Twitter to see what it is. But, yeah. I, um, and and also today, March March 16th, 316 day. Oh, hell I yeah. Swig a beer for the mer- working hey. man. That's just the way it is. Hey, that's what I got right here. Listen. Oh, yeah. I got one, too. Okay. Like, cheers, pal. Cheers, buddy. Clink. He's like, every 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 podcast, he goes, ah, that's good. All right. Let's get into it. I'm watching this video. I'm thinking, is he working or is he shooting? With his hand straight up in the air, leaning back. There hasn't, there hasn't been a Stone Cold podcast in a while. We're due for No, one. but I imagine that when you say that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So... Like I said, we're going to talk this week about some some fun 97 WWF. And this show, I think everyone knows this one, of course, for being the Stone Cold Steve Austin Bret mm-hmm. Hart submission match with Ken Shermack as a special referee. And I'm sure we'll talk all about that. But there's a few other things on this show that we're going to talk about and talk about our history of this show and all those things. But before we get into that, anything going on with you, with, with wrestling-wise? You've been watching stuff. You've been watching old stuff you've been hanging out what's what's been new in the past oh couple weeks man with you? i mean i just kind of just watched smackdown raw 
I'll watch some uh, Botchamania. <laughs> uh, I, ended up, I don't know. I just watch old. Sometimes I'll be oh, yeah, I want to watch an old WCW Saturday night. I don't even care. I'll just mm-hmm. WCW Saturday night. I'll put it on YouTube. Something comes up. So I think the other day I was watching um, American Males versus uh, Harlem Heat. Like, that's a fun match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just stuff like that. I've uh, been watching a little bit of old TNA stuff. Uh-huh. Because one of my favorite podcasts, The Laps Fan, has been doing a, a journey called the Total Nonstop Hogan Journey, uh-huh. where they're looking back when Hogan was in TNA, which I kind of remember. But you're like, oh my god, they did so much stupid stuff during this time. Like Hogan as an authority figure with his terrible like affliction shirts. Oh yeah, it just doesn't work. And that's when he was he was, was just... showing his like new tattoos across his forearms. I'm like, what is going on with Hogan? Yeah, and he, and he, like, he couldn't wrestle. Friends, like, and I think he had one wrestling no, match where he just he had two. Stood he had a couple up. matches. He had a couple. <laughs> just walked around, <laughs> no bumps. Yeah. And what's funny is like, meanwhile, Ric Flair is that time too. Yeah. He's going through like tables and he's going nuts. And Ric Flair just went all in. He was hilarious yeah. with it. And Foley there was, was one there? match. Yeah, and there was one match. It was Hogan versus Sting for control of TNA mm-hmm. or something. And like Hogan can't, he can barely walk, yeah. right? There, but there, there's no wrestling gear. He's just got his jeans on, he, a t-shirt, and like yeah, like green and like red boots mm-hmm. and like black knee pads. It's very strange. But he like gigs his forehead, bleeds like a pig, and also when he hulks up, that crowd goes nuts. Everyone's excited, <laughs> and then at the end, I think aces and eights or something. Whoever it is come out and start beating Hogan up. I think it's aces and eights, and then. Or they beat up Sting or something, and then Hogan saves Sting, and like the crowd's like, "This is amazing!" I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is Hogan still got he it." Does. But well, other he did. That, and yeah, but so I've been kind of watching half of that. But of course, I watch a lot of old stuff. I've been watching some Raws and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, I watched Survivor Series '96, and I kind of want to do that with you. I do that show because just the main event. I posted something on Twitter that the main event of Sean versus Sid. I'm like, is this the unofficial official beginning of the start of the Attitude Era? Because it's just like Sid is out there, and he's like, you know, this was we're talking about this match of the the double turn, but yeah. Sid turns babyface in that Survivor Series match. He wins the title. Who's the man? Who's the man? Giving fist pumps to people. He's supposed <laughs> to be this monster bad guy, yeah. but man, people people love them some Sid. Yeah, all of these years just blend together, and it's like I watch that. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like it was. I'm not going to say it like it was yesterday, but I would say like ten years ago. Like that's how long ago it mm-hmm. seems like, but. It's been a long time. 25? Yeah. 26? Yeah. Yeah. Holy, holy uh, crap. I, I also, it's a long time. We're old. Listen, someone posted the other day, like in a few years, when people talk about the 90s, it'll be like when you talked about the 60s mm-hmm. and the 90s. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. I wonder that sometimes. My, um, my fiance's kids, like I think of them listening yeah. to music that I listen to. Like, is that the same as when I would listen to what? my parents listened to like in the, the like the 60s and 50s even you know uh, kind of but you're like let me play you some california love yeah. kids but, but it, it's not <laughs> exactly it's, the same as like yeah those songs you're like, you're like i like toast and butter <laughs> i like kiss the jam like yeah, those songs right. like not exactly the, it's same, not the same but i wonder if they're they feel like it's so long ago like man the 60s I, and 50s were so long ago like I, I wonder if they think that about the 90s well, I knew we were getting old when at Spirit Halloween the past couple of years they have like '90s costumes, uh-huh. like '90s person. I'm like, oh man, people are dressing <laughs> up as me. 
Except they People weren't wearing sweatpants. And like, <laughs> except I wasn't wearing neon. I was wearing sweatpants and like bum equipment hoodies that my sister mm. gave to me because she didn't wear them anymore. Right. But, and wrestling shirts when I could find them, of course. Uh, I also picked up the special edition of the Hitman Heart Wrestling with Shadows. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. So the limited what's edition, cool, right? Yeah, I got that slipcover, baby. Uh, I think thanks to Rad Chad, he, he t- texted me about it a while ago. And it was like, limited. oh, I should get this. And I forgot. And then I was drunk one night. I'm like, I should order this. And I did. And I was like, and then it came. I'm like, oh, yeah, I ordered this. But so they've got comment. It's one of the speeches is a full commentary. Dave Meltzer and Brett, and this is a recent one, are just talking throughout the whole thing just about what's going on with Brett and all this stuff and the whole. It's it's, it's interesting. I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. But you don't need the special edition for the special slip cover for that. It's on the Blu-ray. You could buy it on Amazon if you want to get it. But. There's the one part when they get to Goldberg, and Brett's like, nah, I don't want to talk about him, but you know, I got I got mad because you know Goldberg said, uh, you know, well that happens sometimes. He goes, and I was like, no, it doesn't happen sometimes. You're not supposed to hurt anybody. You know, <laughs> he's like, I don't even know. He's like, I don't even know why he's in the Hall of Fame. Maybe Barry Horowitz should be in. Goldberg, all he ever did was hurt anybody. I don't like that Goldberg. He's just poor Bret Hart hates that Goldberg, and he kind of expands a little bit more on why. He's like. And he talked about how he's like yeah, he went to Saudi Arabia and embarrassed himself versus the Undertaker, and I, I would have called and gave me some money for that because he <laughs> took money away from me. He would have had a better match. I, you know, I, I think I could have had a better match with Undertaker for sure. Yeah, you know, love that Bret Hart, and we're gonna talk about a lot about Bret because this show WrestleMania 13 Heat is called. So this took place. March 23rd, 1997, from the Rosemont Horizon, now the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, just outside of Chicago, right across the street from O'Hare Airport. You've been there a bunch of times. I've oh, been there yeah. a million times. The last time I was there, I went to the, I went to the Monster Jam. Yeah, So, you know sure. what? I always think of, like, the wrestlers, are t- especially Steve Austin, but a lot of them say that, you know, the, the, the best venue to wrestle in, you know, acoustic-wise, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, size, Rosemont Horizon. And I always look at the ceiling. There, there, are, wooden, there are wooden planks up there. It's like a gym. Yeah, yeah, like it's perfect. Like everything just bounces off real nice. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Chicago is a good wrestling town. Like it just is. Like any company that comes here, TNA, AEW, you know, GCW, like it, the, the Warrior Wrestling draws big crowds. Like Chicago obviously is a big wrestling town. Yeah, I was and I was listening even to though, a podcast, a podcast or interview, whatever it was, but they were talking to a wrestler and they're like, "Oh, you know what's the biggest uh, wrestling town?" And you know, I'm thinking, "Oh, say Chicago, say Chicago." <laughs> and the first mm-hmm. thing they say, Chicago, then Philadelphia, mm-hmm. then Orlando because of the NXT and and what they built up down there. I'm like, so we made number one with that uh, person. Yeah, good for us, and. Even though this show did a pretty horrendous buy rate, it still drew a sellout crowd. Uh, they claimed 18,197. I don't think that's accurate. I don't even know if Allstick can, or Rosemary can hold that many people. Uh, but although they didn't have a stage blocking seats, like if you notice, there was people sitting behind the entryway mm-hmm. because it was just the old school entryway with it. But do you remember the show? Did you want to go to this? Were you even in super... I mean, 97 WCW was pretty much hotter, but did you even look at going into this, or was it just a... Did you watch this on pay-per-view? Do you remember watching it at the time? What was your history with this show? I don't remember watching anything leading up to this. I, um, <clears throat> I was kind of in and out Yeah, on this one. I was, I was more WCW. Little by little, I started to you know appreciate more of WWF, but I mean, for a while, it was just no, nobody's. There were kind of on the rise 
Sometimes they'd bring, bring remember, in just like random people from older other promotions just to kind of fill out the roster sometimes. Like Bob Backlund and the Sheik, Iron Sheik coming out there with the Sultan later. We'll talk about them in a little bit. So for me, I wanted to, I was watching at the time. I was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. 97. I think I talked about this last week or whenever our last show was. Like what a like horrible year for me, like seventh grade was. I was just a horrible student. I had friends, but it was just so like, just just bad. I was a bad, horrible student. Like it's just so I wasn't going to be able to go to this. I think something <laughs> ended up happening though, where where I started. I kind of turned it around in the second half of the school year. Oh yeah, like because and so I think we were at Dominic's, the grocery mm-hmm. store. I remember they used to have a Ticketmaster yeah. there, and I was there with my mom, and I was like, at the see customer at the customer service counter. Yeah, and it was like probably a week before mania like it was the week before like who we ask if they have tickets and i, I didn't know if it would be sold yeah. out she's like sure so we went up there and the lady's like no i don't have any tickets she's like she looked you know she's like oh wait i have these and she's like they're 280 a piece because they were like third row or second row i was like no we're not getting those <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i ended up watching this i, I, did, I didn't i didn't feed. know that i'd always go to the mall yeah. i think there was a little ticket carson yeah a little uh, yeah, thing down was, under uh yeah through carson's i don't know if it was, it was yeah. part of carson's yeah, it was in Carson's. It's the same thing, customer service. But Dominic's had the Ticketmaster. Yeah, yeah, what's funny, a full circle, I don't know if you know this, the old Dominic's, which is where I live now, near that, they're building a Pete's grocery store in that location. So another grocery store there again. It'll be kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, used to, it was, for the longest time, it was a furniture store. They closed, not big grocery stores moving in there. But see, I remember, I'm pretty sure I watched this on a scrambled feed because I was, I was just <clears throat> obsessed with wrestling in 97. Obviously, I've always been obsessed, but mm-hmm. 97 was when it started to be cool a little bit amongst people that weren't big wrestling fans or maybe they only watched when they were really little. So I'm in junior high, WCW is getting hot. I was the unapologetic WWF apologist <laughs> for people, <laughs> uh, defending it every chance I get, pretending I didn't watch Nitro even though I did. So I mentioned the buy rate for this not being great. Um, so for comparison, this this buy rate, this WrestleMania 13, did about 218,000 estimated buy rates. For example, and then for comparison, WrestleMania 12 the year before did about 300,000. Mm-hmm. And then WrestleMania 14, so just a year later, 809,000. So a giant jump. Like, yeah. this one was so four, like not a good one. Well, 14 I was in. A, because of Tyson, yeah. and then just kind of everything was getting a lot better, character-wise. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, just, it was just a build, mm-hmm. right? So... You know, the Royal Rumble did 325,000, and then his giant jumped 809 for WrestleMania. Tyson, the Tyson factor is huge, but this this had no celebrities associated with it. They had, they had Ken Shamrock, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I didn't know who Ken Shamrock was. I knew more about Shamrock because of him him being the special referee. Then I looked at the, the tapes at Orland Video of UFC yeah. and world's most dangerous man and all that stuff that's how i knew who ken shamrock was yeah a buddy of mine he was into ufc so it was um like hoist gracie just just those early guys even um what was that blonde guy's name he was in tna uh tito tito ortiz like those early guys and then i heard but even tito ortiz was a later was a later on guy you're thinking guys like dan the b severin and maybe tank abbott like stuff like that those were like the early early so i remember seeing those tapes i remember seeing shamrock on those before Maybe it's right around this time too. Yeah. So uh, the copy I watched, actually, I ha- I found this. I have a copy that included the the free for all. 
So, so VHS? I, a few notes of, it's no, I, I'm sure I got a digital copy from somewhere and put it on a DVD, but mm-hmm. so it's the original broadcast. So mine did include Don't Come Messing with a Country Boy song. Okay. It wasn't dubbed over, <laughs> but so we have a free for all match. It's Billy Gunn versus Flash Funk. Billy gets the win. Nothing to write home about mm-hmm. that. Uh, they show that the WWF did a fashion mania at a, at Crowbar in Chicago. Oh, I remember that fashion place. show. Yeah, with Doc Hendricks, Sonny Sable, and the Godwins, Headbangers, Marlena, and fans. It's a fundraiser. Uh, Todd Pettengill, by the way, is the host of this countdown show. He's in the arena getting the crowd hyped up, all that stuff. And it's just it's just a lot of recap stuff. So I definitely probably watched the free-for-all because it was free, you know, desperately hoping that the feed wouldn't scramble, but of right. course it did. And that I was just all of stuck us. with it. So, yeah. So the show starts off. We got the World Wrestling Federation logo with the lightning in the background, you know, the red like the red sky lightning, you know, the World Wrestling Federation, the world leader in sports, entertainment. And then we get the history of the WrestleMania package. It's talking about the, the spectacular history and the pageantry. And it's the voiceover guy. But he goes, but this year, darkness has appeared. Heroes have stepped aside. And former heroes are now become villains. And then it's it, it's the guy, you know, it's, it's the same guy who does the Summer Sun 97 promo. Mm-hmm. If life were fair... Brett, this man would still be champion if life were fair. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. So I lost my notes on this on the, from, from like two weeks ago when I watched the first half of this. I remember I looked yep. up the guy's name. I had his name ready. There's other notes that I had for it, but. So okay. I knew his name. Thanks for I sharing. I knew his name, but now I feel like, man, I wish I had my notes. You should have kept that to yourself. No one would have known the difference. You should no, have just they would have. They're like, oh, man, this guy's not saying anything. <laughs> he knows. He knows the deal. Anyway. Uh, well, the good news about that is, I guess we get this question on the way now. This has been referred to as a one-match show. After watching it, before getting into details, do you agree that this is a one-match show? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> do you want to say, I, mean, I guess we could just get into it. We'll explain why at the end. I also don't agree that it's one match yeah. show. I think it is a, I think it's a final three matches show. Uh, the last three matches, I think, okay. even the beginning, we'll talk about it. Like these first few matches are the Drizzlins. Like <laughs> nothing's good there. <laughs> you know what However, though, that first match, I mean, are we already talking about this? We'll, 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 give, we'll give you a second here. So again, we go to the uh, the intro the intro video and all that stuff. Then we go, PlayStation presents WrestleMania 13. And then the Pyro's welcoming. Vince says, welcome everyone. He says, the World Wrestling Federation um, talks about we're here in suburban Chicago, Rosemont Horizon, sold out, all this other stuff, 18,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the PlayStation blimp. Uh, Howard Finkel is pumped. And we got our first match up here. And I, like I said, I got to hear don't go missing country boys country boys country boys this is a four-way elimination Was tag the team fiddle? match yes nice. to determine the number one contenders for the tag team championship so it's the headbangers doug ferns and phil lafon the godwins with hillbilly uh-huh. jim versus the new blackjacks which is blackjack bradshaw jbl and blackjack Wyndham. so you like this match huh you know, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Match. And here's the thing about it. Like, I like the bla- the new Blackjacks. And I kept looking at the other guy. I'm like, who is that? I knew it was Bradshaw. But then I'm looking at Wyndham. Yeah. I'm like, that can't that can't be Barry Wyndham. Like, he's older. <laughs> he looks so young. It had to have been the black hair <laughs> and the black uh, black, black mustache. <laughs> but um, the, 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 that was Barry Wyndham. I know it was. But I'm like, <laughs> I thought he was older. 
Well, I, like, he like was, I said, but, the black hair made him look like 10 years younger. <laughs> the shoe, the shoe <clears throat> polish, he rubbed it his yeah, hair, you know, so like, to right, make I'm, himself I look younger. I thought they were a good team. Uh, headbangers, I always thought were fun. And just to see them, like, who knew, who knew, like, they would be able to hang with uh, um, the Godwins and the Blackjacks and even uh, Furnace and LaFon. I thought it was kind of fun. Even Furnace and LaFon. Look, they're good workers. Shitty characters, but they're uh, good workers. Okay. This has weird rules. So it's elimination, mm-hmm. right? And you got to eliminate. And, but the weird rules are you can tag anyone into the ring. Yeah. So why, if like if someone not on your team tagged you, why would you go in the ring? Like nothing's they've they've this is like a trope that WWE has done before. Like I don't get it's it's not a, it's not something I'm a big fan of. Like I don't I didn't like it. It was just too goofy okay. for me. Which is saying a lot because I love goofy wrestling stuff, but for me it was too goofy. Yeah. Well, the elimination uh, kind of made the match go by faster. So if your if your partner got pinned, your whole team's gone, and that's happened a lot. Before yeah. Too. Yeah. Well. It ends up being there's a, there's there's pretty much rapid fire eliminations. It ends up being the Godmans and the Headbangers at the end there, and you guys go back and watch this. It's only like a nine nine ten minute match. It's nothing crazy. Um, well, there's some funny lines though throughout it, where uh, they're talking about the Headbangers and Vince. By the way, commentary is Vince McMahon, Jerry Lawler, and Jim Ross. So a three man commentary booth. Uh, Jerry Lawler as Vince. He goes. Do you have any white zombie CDs? Because I guess one of the headbangers <laughs> yeah. is a white zombie right. shirt. And Vince goes, white zombie? <laughs> like he was very confused. <laughs> it's like, no, maybe I got some Tony Bennett. I don't know about that. <laughs> just stupid Vince. Yeah. This is the same Vince that got shoved at his ass the week before on Raw. <laughs> by the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Um, I look back at this, right, like right now everything's tame. It's, oh, that's what happened. But when the headbangers came out and they were in skirts and, and uh, stockings, all that stuff, I was like, oh my God, why are they wearing that? Are they gay? <laughs> like, why would you say <laughs> Is that what you No, thought? no, a lot of people said that. You know, like, Lawler made comments, like, over the over the years, you know, their, their sexu- um, sexual orientation, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's just, like, normal now. Right. It's just a thing, yeah. you know. But they were, they were the, we called them... Like these kids that they were in these bands, we call them squids in school. That was like their click. Ooh, what's a squid? Squids. Like someone that wears this type of stuff. You know, they 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 shot the remember the giant parachute pants they used to yeah. wear, like the chains and mm-hmm. and hot topic and all that. You were out of high school by the time the squids became a thing. Okay, I'm glad it was just a weird. I don't know. It was just a weird. <clears throat> you had the you had like oh those are like the jocks and this, those are like the squids. Were they goth? I don't know. You make goth, yeah, pretty much kind of. But not like Marilyn Manson, more like like Slipknot okay. fans type of thing. But not super metalheads, like not like Metallica. <laughs> I, it was a very weird time in the early two okay. thousands in high school. I'll just I'll take your that, word for it. Anyway, back to this banger of a match. Um, Thrasher misses a moonsault, and he allows the, allows the guy wants to tag, and then Thrasher breaks up the slop drop, uh, and then Mosh hits the sail, the stage dive, which is basically the whoopee cushion, yeah, the doink whoopee cushion for the pin. The one, two, three, and they get the title shot. The Headbangers are your winners here. 10 minutes, 39 seconds, your opening match. Headbangers get to win this four-way elimination match. Yeah, I really like the Headbangers and the Godwins. Like the, like the end of everything, like the last two, three minutes, I thought that everything gelled. They looked good. Okay. So this is your, your – you're good with the start of the show. So for me, watching this and watching the wrestlers, and even looking at the crowd, mm-hmm. if I were to like – 
ask someone, could you describe the year 1997? I would just show them a picture of the hard cam of the crowd <laughs> of the shot. Like, it's perfect. At least for the 97 I grew yeah. up with. I don't know about you, but that, to me, that's like a, a deal. Uh, then we go backstage to the hotline. Sonny and Brian Pillman are backstage promoting the hotline. They're just Sonny's looking Sonny-esque as awesome. Uh, then we got the Honky Tank Man coming out. We got the long sideburns and hairs lit back. Uh, kept losing the crowd. Honky Tank Man, by the way, is coming down for commentary for this Intercontinental mm-hmm. Championship match. Uh, kept losing the crowd. He's dancing. Vince says Lou's already drunk. <laughs> so I don't know if maybe he was. Uh, the Honky Tank Man sits down at the announce table, and he's already out of breath talking about, oh, I got the shake, right and roll. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, King's real happy to see him, too. And this is where Jim Ross, he says something about uh, uh, the King and Honky are pretty close. What do you think? You're like twins or something. And it's like they are twins. I mean, cousins. You think you're like cousins or something. Yeah, he's like, what? He's like, of course they're cousins. That was always just a fun kind of like inside continuous joke yeah. that they did with the Honky Tonk Man and stuff. I liked it. Uh, so this match, the Sultan, better known as maybe Rakishi <clears throat> or Fatu, he's done making a difference. And now he's a Sultan. <laughs> He's got Bob Backlund in his corner and the Iron Under Sheik. Under the tutelage he's of take, Sheiky Baby. He's, ta- he's taking on Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I was watching mm-hmm. it, and it seemed like a short match, but it was almost 10 minutes long. Yeah. You know, there. I feel like if they let the Sultan character wrestle like we know Rikishi and Fatu can, mm-hmm. he'd have been kind of better. But he wrestles like a giant oaf. You know, I don't, I don't know what, what it was about the Sheik, or I'm sorry, the Sheik, the Sultan. Yeah, I don't know. But I wasn't a fan. Yeah, I, I just noticed the announcers did a lot to, to, to put the rock over. Yeah. This is Blue Chipper right here, as Jim Ross called This is Blue Chipper. Always talking about football and all that crap. <laughs> all that crap. <laughs> yeah, this, guy was, this guy was a defensive end at University of Miami, national champion team, Dwayne Johnson, blah, 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 which I guess he was, but even still. Uh, the Rock wins, of course. He wins with kind of like a roll-up. Mm-hmm. I would have thought he would have dominated, but he won like a, like he snuck out a win, right? Yeah. Uh, po- uh, post-match, the Sultan, Sheik and Backlund are beating up the Rocky. Like the Rock, he's just Rocky at this time. They're beating him up. Sheik's even got a half-assed camel clutch on there with his old... He's, he's even old here in 97. Mm-hmm. He's just all over himself. But then Rocky Johnson comes out of the crowd for the save, and they beat him up, and Vince is like, I don't even know if the Rocky Maivia knew his dad was here, and... And all that. Has, has, you watch Young Rock. Has this been shown in Young Rock yet? Not yet. This that rest made no. You think it, it? You think it will? Oh, maybe it's going to make the it cut. Might. But when Rocky right. when uh, Rocky picked up the Sheik and body slammed him, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> he's taking a bump. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh no, Jabroni, oh, you got you. Oh no, you slam, you slam, you Jabroni. Oh, you know, oh, you see, hush a Jabroni. I break your back. <laughs> make you humble. So, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Like, we're going to kind of scroll. I have a ton of notes for the Austin-Bret Hart uh-huh. match and for the street fight and for the main event. Because for me, the first, even this next match sucks too. Owen Hart and the Bulldog versus Mankind and Vader. Yeah, I expected this to be really good. Because in WCW, he, he Vader was awesome. Man, or, uh, Cactus Jack was awesome. Hold on, we skipped, a, we skipped a match though. So we'll get to that in a second. I, again, another match that wasn't great. Before we get to that, we go backstage uh, Todd's back there with uh, Ken Shamrock. He's breaking down how he beat up Billy Gunn, which we talked about yeah. on our last show. And our next match is Triple H versus Goldust. Triple H has China. Goldust has Marlena. It's a singles match. 15 minutes. This match was like, it was fine. 
I'm sure they did this match a million times on the house show circuit. There was nothing special about mm-hmm. it. However, well, I think that the, when I think China, the main story was how China just ragdolled Marlena. Right. When China ragdolls Marlena, I, it's so impressive. Like, I don't know how Marlena doesn't have like permanent neck right. damage from this. Well, they even brought this She's up in f- the, the the China um, A&E biography. Like, she, uh, Marlena's like, just let me... Let me know when you're going to do it. And I was like, I'll sell for you. So she just goes limp. <laughs> Her arms and necks and legs are just flailing like a little ragdoll. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It is. It looks like it looks like almost comically like it's a dummy, yeah. even though it's an actual right. person. It looks like it's not real, but it is, right? <laughs> and then Marlena was saying in the, in the biography, like, how sore <laughs> her ribs were, her neck was, like, the next day. But she's like, we went out there and we did it. And, you know, what we did, like put China, you know, upper echelon of like a powerhouse. The first time she appeared in the crowd when she pulled China out from like the guardrail, that's when I was thinking, oh my God, this is no one to mess right. with, right? Like it made her legit. And they do talk about it. Like part of the story of the match is Goldust being concerned for Merlina. It actually cost him the match mm-hmm. because he's about to hit Triple H with the curtain call or the curtain drop, curtain call or curtain drop. What is it? Curtain his, call. His finisher. Okay. He's about to hit him with it, and then he sees China's about to grab Marlena, so Triple H, of course, gets the pedigree and gets the win, but this whole match is fine. Again, you don't have to watch it. Just watch the last couple minutes just to see the China <laughs> destroying Marlena, yeah, right? right. Um, next, we go backstage to Doc Hendricks. All right, not even backstage. He's up on the – I don't know if this is on the network version. It was on mine. Uh, Doc Hendricks is on, like, kind of the stage area, I guess where the production area is. Mm-hmm. He's with Mark Merrill and Sable. They're selling merch, as we talked about before. This merch is daddy. He's got uh, the Merrick Merrill has the hockey jersey for sixty nine bucks. Sable has the denim jacket for ninety nine bucks. So if you want to order one of those, call now because they're definitely going to sell out. Because it's the yeah. daddy. We go backstage to Shawn Michaels in the AOL room. He's got a giant laptop, like a <laughs> giant brick. How the hell are you going to no sell? It's the daddy. <laughs> you know. I, I, I got to get to the AOL thing. Oh, okay. We'll get, we'll, okay. We'll talk daddy later. The AOL thing is the best because this is the famous gif of Shawn yeah. Michaels trying to figure out it the still internet. still lives in 2023. Hey, this, is where, <laughs> this is where it is. Him just going, oh, oh. Like looking at it with his fingers saying, what am I doing? But I picture Shawn Michaels now. Same thing. Who, <laughs> but with his cell phone. Like, you know, my dad takes out his cell yeah. phone like, Looks at like he's got an iPhone and he thinks he knows how to use it. And he like gets cocky with it. That's how I picture Shawn Michaels now. By the way, Shawn Michaels, arguably my favorite wrestler of all time, up there, top two or three at least. He is aged worse than Bret Hart, and Bret Hart's had a stroke. Like, have you seen Shawn lately? Like his face looks yeah. like it's melted. Oh, What's happened to this guy? I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't. I don't oh, have that man. opinion. You like Sean? He's like that, but he's got like a... He's like stumbles and... Well, anyway. he would, I'll just say this. I was listening to him talk to... Is probably I think after uh, Deadline, NXT Deadline, and Sam Sam uh-huh. Roberts was talking to him, and I'm just listening to Sean. Like, he's got that... As far as the interview went, like, he had that same type of voice he had, like, 20 years ago, and I, I could just imagine him, like, I don't know, being a little bit more ruthless and more of an asshole... Yeah. But you're well, right. What about his face melting? Well, I mean, he's older. He's trying to grow his hair back. Yeah, but so is... <laughs> I don't think he's... I mean, listen, I'm... 
I'm got a big bald spot too, but I'm not, you know, combing it over like Sean's yeah. doing. Like just just embrace it, John. Like whatever. Uh next up is the match we talked about a second ago, which wasn't great. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog versus Mankind Invader for the tag team championship. This match sucks. It's fifteen <laughs> minutes long, ends in a double count out. Like, come on. This is WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Unless Brett was like, oh, well, you know, Owen, why don't you go out there and suck it up so everyone thinks my match is better? You know, maybe it might be a good idea. The only funny part about this match is Jim Ross goes out there to stir shit up in the aisle with Owen and Bulldog. He's like, hey, who's who's the leader of this team? And Owen's like, he's got two belts. I got two slabbies. Get out of here, you idiot. <laughs> You're trying to stir it up. Love Owen Hart. Yeah, I, I um, wish it was a better match because all four of these guys, I like them. Or like, still, I yeah. mean, even then I liked them, but they just did not click. There was no chemistry. It was, it was bad. It was, and that's why we're not going to talk much about it. If you want to watch it, go ahead. Watch the beginning when Owen and Bulldog are walking out. That's like the only cool part. Also, everyone in this match, except for Mankind, no longer with us. So that's pretty sad. I almost said everyone in the match. Like, wait a minute, Big Folk's still alive. We're <laughs> killing yeah. them off here. We go up to the video package for Stone Cold versus Bret Hart. And the note I have is it's disappointing that Todd's doing the voiceover for it. Like, this needs big voiceover mm-hmm, guy. Right. Or Jim Ross. It doesn't need Todd Pettengill. No, it needs Vince McMahon. Somebody. Or voiceover guy. Something to make it seem epic, right? Right. Because even with Todd, it's still a good video package to get you ready for yeah, this. Yeah, but he's a, he's a cornball. Yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. did the sun? <laughs> well, he did. I mean, I, I never liked Pettengill. Looking back at him now, I like him sometimes, yeah. right? I like him sometimes. And I was looking at this match, and this is when I started noticing all the signs. So when did when did it become a thing to bring all these signs to the arena to, to, to TV tapings? Do you remember? Like, uh, was there like, a, say like was it when Raw was like when the Titantron showed up? When was when did it happen? Late ninety six. Okay, mid ninety six. I think I feel like it was even after that Survivor Series. The, I, again, I, I feel like it was when the Titantron showed okay. up in 97. All right. I could be wrong, but this show is full of signs. It's not its like peak, but it's mm-hmm. a lot of signs yeah. in the crowd. Uh, so let us know let on the Facebook group or on PPW Podcast if you can point to when you think the signs kind of became a thing. Uh, so again, this is Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a submission match. Ken Shamrock is the special guest referee. Many people say this is the best match of all time or their favorite match of all time. What I what I, I, go back what I love about forth. it is, like, a lot of people say a lot of um, greatest match ever for this match. Not this match, but this match, that match, this match. Oh, let's go watch this match. But this one is, yeah. it's really good. Only because there's a lot of different segments to the story. They're, they're, and there's pacing. Yeah, they're outside. Guess, yeah. They're in the ramp. <laughs> they're in the, 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 the audience. They're out of the audience. Yeah. They're back here. There's, they're using ring bells. They're using uh, wires. A lot of different things are added to this to break up the monotony of a slow pace match. So it's a lot of different elements that made it. And I, I laughed when I said they were in the audience. Cause <laughs> do you remember that guy? He's like patting everybody on the head <laughs> and, and yeah. the King's like, get that drunk guy, punch him in the face. <laughs> well, we'll get to him in a second. So I have a lot of notes on this match. So you just cut me off whenever you have something to yeah. jump into it. Um, so stone cold comes out the, to the entry, the, the Austin 316 glass shatters. And then he comes out and he gets kind of a pop. Right, and I think, and looking back at this match, I have some notes on it too. Where 
revisionist history says that this was everyone was, you know, not anyone was starting to turn on Brett, and this was a straight, you know, baby faced heel double turn and all that stuff. And it is, but it's not as dramatic yeah. as it's told. Yeah, I don't think so either. Like at all. Like so when Bret Hart comes out to a giant pop, he walks over the glass. People are pissed. Like he's pissed, ready to kick Austin's ass. Like he had just thrown like people say a tantrum yeah. on Raw, right? And, but people I, in Chicago still love yeah, him because I felt for him. Like he got screwed, and it's like all these up and comers are getting mm-hmm. more attention or are, are being I don't know a little more loud, get more push, and he's like, "Come on, what the?" He's <laughs> like, "This well, goddamn could, place and that goddamn guy." <laughs> like I, I, well, I felt for him. Like I'd be pissed too. You could tell that was this was the idea because Vince even says when Brett comes out, like, it's a bit of a mixed reaction, yeah. but it sounds like the crowd loves oh, yeah. Brett to me, Vince. Um, starts off fast. Austin attacks Bret Hart, then right outside into the crowd. We see the bowl cut kid in the front row. Uh-huh. He gets pushed back by Shamrock. <laughs> they go into the crowd, and Austin takes a Coke from the vendor, yeah. takes a big swig of it. Then he tries to take the Coke vendor's like tray, but the guy didn't know what to uh-huh. do, so he kind of moves out of the next thing. Uh, they go up the stairs. The stairs, and you know this too, you the Allstate Arena now, former Rosemont Horizon, has been remodeled, but it's still a cramped it arena. Is. Chair, stairways are tight. You're on top of the action. You're on top of each other. If you're going to a show there, get an aisle seat because you're going to be cramped in there, right? Um, so they're going up the stairs like you mentioned. There's this guy in the aisle in like a <laughs> brown, brown leather, leather jacket. jacket. Just like, he's not like a, Seems like he's by himself. Yeah, and he's just like patting like him on the shoulders. There's like he's he's like in his yeah, 50s. He's like rubbing the rest of like his heads. Like, hey, Sparky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jerry King says, punch that drunk idiot with the jacket. The and then he and, uh, then he does it to Shamrock, and it's like these guys, the wrestlers, aren't saying anything or acknowledging this guy at all. They're just taking <laughs> taking this guy's. <laughs> but he is like he's like giving Brett a noogie. He's like rubbing his head like he's like a kid, like he a dog. Like, hey, pal, right. how are you, pal? It's like, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, they go back down the, down to the arena floor, and there's a big reversal. Austin throws Bret Hart into the stairs. Slam. Like, slip. So this match is starting yeah. off hot. Crowd is going nuts. They're pumped, and, and right? And they're just, they, sla- like, just banging each other, like throwing him into the ropes, into the ring posts. That throw, I think, Austin does on Bret right into the uh, the steel steps. God damn. That was, that was rough. Yeah, Brett doesn't normally hit the stairs no. like that, but he's, you know, oh, oh, you know, I figure I could be hardcore too. You know, <laughs> I figure I'd be a good hardcore wrestler. Anyway, they go back in the ring. Brett nails Austin with a neckbreaker, and now we're wrestling. Yeah. So now we're in another, another you mentioned sections, another part of this mm-hmm. match. Like, okay, now we're going to wrestle, right? Uh, Vince says in the commentary, if Brett loses, he'll probably have an excuse again. Yeah. Again, trying to push that we're, we're, we're switching here. Brett's working leg. He's working leg on Austin, or he's working him out. Austin gets up, hits hits a stunner out of nowhere on Bret Hart, but there's no pinfalls in this match. After that stunner, because he'd just been beat up a mm-hmm. little bit, we get the first slight Austin, Austin chance. Yeah. They start in the crowd. Uh, then Brett realizes, oh, you know, I better start whooping this guy's ass. We get the figure four on the ring post, Austin screaming, but he won't give up. And I, I'm trying Can't to figure out the, how that doesn't hurt. because There's a trick to it. Brett talks about okay. it. Like he said, he's like, you know, you got to do one specific thing. You know, I'm not going to tell you, but it's a trick. <laughs> okay. Because um, I'm looking at it, and he's got the one arm, you know, figure four over the knee, and then he's hanging mm-hmm. on it. Well, what it is, if you notice, Austin's holding Brett's foot. And when holding his foot relieves the pressure, and also okay. 
doesn't let Brett hang the entire way. I gotcha. And Brett talks about that. I think actually the reason I know this is because I think on the Rivalries DVD with Brett and Sean, Brett talks about how even though Sean and Brett hated each other, they had so much trust in each other in the yeah. ring that they knew they would never take it. He goes because like the, he talked about the figure four on the post spot. Brett was like, you know, if I uh, if you wanted to, Sean could really hurt me just by letting go. But you know, he protected me because we were we were always pros, real pros in the uh-huh. ring. And uh, no matter what, I knew he was a pro, and I was a pro. And we we go to the pro <laughs> shop after we golf, <laughs> like lots of pros. Anyway, right. uh, Brett's were anyway they're. On the on the ring post, and then King in the commentary says he's going to twist Austin's leg till it looks like Robin Venturas of the White Sox. You remember that? <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but there, there was a lot that, of White Sox references in this match. <laughs> well, if, I like it. Well, if you look it up, Robin Ventura had a horrific injury. He slid like a Sid Sid style okay. leg break, sliding into home, and like his ankle was like sideways, and it's a pretty famous one. And he ended up recovering after well, a I'm year. Glad, and I'm glad he anyway. was aware of uh, you know stuff like that, unless that was like major news back then. Mm-hmm. Um, they go back into the ring. Brett is going to Pillman Austin, where he's going to, what Austin did to Pillman, where he puts his ankle in between a chair, he's going to stomp mm-hmm. on it. And the crowd goes nuts for this. They're like, oh, hell yeah. And again, this history of, oh, everyone was, you know, starting to turn on Brett and all that. No, people were like, fuck Austin. Brett Hart yeah, deserves to what, what this guy's ass, right? You know? But then Austin gets up, because Brett's climbing the rope, right, to do oh, this. He's this. So Austin whacks Brett. And King is, and the crowd is just, at a fury right now, and, and Brett just like King doesn't know falls what to do to the like inside of the the, the ring like a sack of potatoes, it, and and the King just screams, "It's WrestleMania, baby!" <laughs> like he just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> they show a shot of Brett's daughter, and it might be Beans or someone I don't know in the yeah, crowd. She came to watch. Yeah, Daddy, no. So another this is another note that I had in here, and this is what we're talking about. You know, greatest matches ever and all that stuff. For the record, my best match of all time is Ultimate Warrior versus Macho King WrestleMania 7 or Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker WrestleMania 25. And then there's this one, Bret Hart versus Austin WrestleMania 13. And there's arguments for all of them in different ways, right? The Macho King Warrior is this whole story. The Michaels Undertaker is just the actual match. Mm -hmm. This has got a little bit of everything. The crowd being so nuts, right, during this match. And we've talked we talked about it briefly before talking about this match. This card before this match sucked. But and it it could be hard going into a match like this with a crowd that hasn't seen a whole lot. Like there's not there I know there's something to be said for them being tired, but they're not even pumped really pumped up. But I think you also they, you also get a lot more energy and excitement when they're seeing But it you like an actual fight. But it's yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, man, this this crowd watching the whole show, uh, the whole show in context makes you appreciate it even yeah. more. I think, you know, I appreciate the match. I think we talk about this a lot in the show. Is people watch portions of stuff, whereas on our show we watch the whole thing for perspective, right? And that's watching this too. I was like, man, these guys really took it to the next level, going into a situation where it could have been a dead crowd. I mean, granted, it's pretty hard to have a dead crowd in Chicago right, in yeah. general, but but even still, like they are just so pumped about this, and they're going nuts. Uh, now Austin is finally going to go for his submission. He gets Bret Hart in the Boston Crab, uh, and then eventually Bret gets out of that, and then Austin goes for the sharpshooter. King on commentary says, 
Wouldn't it be the greatest if Bret Hart had to submit to the sharpshooter? Vince goes, hey, it could happen. Oh, man. So maybe some foreshadowing uh, there from Survivor Series. So at this point in the match, I, like I said earlier, my notes. <laughs> yeah, Did yeah. Austin already put that kind of, uh, that other one where he's like stretching his neck and yeah. his arms backwards? Yeah, he okay. did that too. Yeah, I thought he that did was like pretty the innovative like the first one. I'm like, oh, okay. Because he's not known for his submissions. And to see him like bust right. that out as like his, oh, here's my submission. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's cool. Well, Austin's got that famous story about he found out about this. He's like, I'm sitting home and I hear Vince McMahon say, and we're going to have WrestleMania 13 in Chicago, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart in a submission match. I'm like, I only got four or five moves. How am I going to do this? Yeah. So anyway, uh, after this, uh, they get up. Austin throws Bret onto the floor. And this, I can see, you can see where Bret Hart pulls the blade out. Uh, you, you, right when he's on the floor, for a split second, the light hits the blade because he pulls it out of his wrist tape. And then he starts punching Austin. Austin comes out after him. He throws Austin into the barricade. And that's supposedly where Austin oh, bleeds. But this is where okay. Brett, Brett cuts Austin. I thought Austin cut himself. No. So Brett talks about it in his book, too, where, you know, I wouldn't tell. Normally, I wouldn't tell anyone to let you cut them. But I know what I'm doing. So, you know, if you want me to cut you, I could cut you good and safe. Yeah. Even after the so match, Vince was like, you could tell he was pissed. He, he, well, he, he, he was like, this isn't, this isn't what we wanted to show you, folks. <laughs> but it was yeah. a good match. Yeah, he's busted open. He's it's it's the dripping blood. Oh it's, my god! It's the it, yeah, it's like it's like a it's, faucet, you know, right? Just dripping blood onto the floor, on, and it's tough when you're bald. Like yeah, like Ric Flair, you get or a guy with you know blood in your hair, the mm-hmm. blonde hair. It's a nice visual, yeah. or or whatever. But this just just buckets of blood just dripping through there. Brett's beating up Austin, hits him with the chair, throwing punches, and then Austin kicks Brett in the balls. What a dick! Yeah, I mean you got, you got to survive, man. You got him backed up in a corner. You're bleeding your ass off and yep. getting your ass kicked. That's what I would do. And then Austin eventually starts stomping in the corner. The crowd's getting, he's doing the mud hole, yeah. stomping the mud hole thing in the crowd. Crowd's starting to cheer for Austin. They're starting to go nuts, right? And then like, this Austin at some ass. point. He's bleeding. And Austin, yeah. And I, and I'm not, this isn't like 100% of the details of the match because I think this will motivate people to go watch it again. But these are just some of the highlights I wrote down. Um, Austin starts choking Brett with a cord. And then Brett nails Austin with the ring bell. Huge pop when he hits him with the ring mm-hmm. bell, right? And then you think of the WrestleMania 8 where Piper was going to yeah, hit Brett right. with the ring bell. That's where he got the idea. Oh, you know, Piper was going to hit me with the bell. So I figured, you know, I hit, hit Stone Cold. You know, that's a pretty good idea. I thought I'd, it was my idea, actually, not Piper's. Anyway, um, they get a huge pop, goes into the sharpshooter, another huge pop. The crowd's like, hell yeah, Brett's going to win. Again, people wanted Brett to win, right? They did. I um, did. Yeah, but then Austin starts fading, but then Austin kind of does Austin-ing the- Austining up. He goes, ah, that f- incredible, famous uh, shot of the bleeding, and that made him, right? And that's when Austin, 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 and originally the shot was from the side, and then they cut to the dead-on camera, and it's just crazy to think about- Well, they had they had two of a couple o- opportunities, because, I mean, he got back in it, too. Yeah, but it's a crazy thing with Austin, like, two of his biggest- memorable moments the austin 316 promo Mm -hmm. and this could have easily never happened like the jake the austin talks about it how you know someone told me jake jake cut a promo on me about referencing religion i said all right and at the time the john 316 at the football games so if uh, if jake didn't do the austin or sorry the the religious promo he's not gonna do austin 316 which is i'm wearing an austin 316 shirt now it's 316 day right and then if they didn't the, cut the, the curtain, camera, the curtain call never happened. 
He wouldn't yeah, have gotten oh his God. push. It's true. Triple H would have won. And if Shawn Michaels didn't, as Brett says later, have his pussyfoot little injury, <laughs> this main event was supposed to be Brett versus Michaels yeah. too. Like crazy, man. Crazy. Austin's had a lot of fortunate circumstances. Of course, he's kicked kicked it out of the kicked it out of the park, knocked it out of the park, kicked a field goal, did whatever. He took advantage of those circumstances. But it's crazy to think about those couple things might not have ever happened because of circumstances. Well, I'm, I'm glad uh, it all happened. Yeah, of course. One more push after he passes out and he's out. Shamrock screaming, "Steve, if you do not respond, I will stop the fight." Steve, Steve, and then Brett, of course, gets the win because Austin can't can't answer Shamrock's calls <laughs> to wake mm-hmm. up, so he never quit. And then Jr. quick to point out, Austin did not give up. He passed out. He did not give up. And when Brett wins, the crowd's yeah, still yeah, they're still pumped. into it. And this this well, maybe ten seconds before he starts going at him again, like after after the yeah. match, it's like, all right, well. I, you know, yeah, Brett goes after Austin again. So I, I'm and not, people I'm like, not all right, whoa, 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 Brett, whoa. Yeah, but it's like, yeah. well, you know, you don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how you said that. Like, you didn't need you to don't do, need that. To do that. Like, come on. <laughs> and then Shamrock gets Brett in the belly to belly, pulls him off uh, Austin, and does like the knuck him up shit. Yeah, he's like, he's like you want to go? Like, I'm protecting Austin. You pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take advantage of him? You pussy. And then Brett kind of backs off, and that's when people boo, right? People are booing, like, oh, come on, Brett. Like, you're supposed supposed to be our hero, you know, but he's not. Wow. And then he's uh, he's walking up the aisle giving high fives to people that want it, and one guy flipping him <laughs> off, and Brett flips him <laughs> off right back. Perfect. Austin wakes up, stuns the referee, and then will not ask to be helped out. And then we cut right backstage to Todd, and he's with the Nation of Domination. <laughs> <laughs> with Farouk with his uh, militant hat. Or... Yeah. So before we get into that, what? so is this Is this your favorite? Is this like your favorite match ever? Is it up there? Like, is it one of the best ever? What do you think? It's in my top five. What's your favorite match of all time? I just love the story of Macho King and uh, Warrior. I, yeah. I love that story. It's so good. It is. We have we talked about doing this. We're gonna do like a four hour show just on that match. Just yeah. like every nuance. Like, look at Macho's boot. <laughs> do you think he meant to do that? <laughs> and and I think uh, you know the Macho Man Ric Flair was a real good story. Yeah, I mean and, uh, Hogan Sting NWO. You know that match. I don't care how the ending went. You know I, I thought the match was was fine. Because it was a big build up for that Hogan Sting match. And uh, let me tell you something, if Bret Hart heard that you put this match in the same category with Hogan Sting Starcade ninety seven, oh, he would look at you so disappointed. What would he say? He'd just shake his head at you. Like, you must be a Goldberg fan. <laughs> yeah, this match too. Yeah. I think I mean, again, it's never I don't it's tough because I say it's not gonna be my the best. But then I watch every time I watch it, I'm like, I've seen this match so many times. And I'm like, man, this match kicks ass, right? Yeah. This would be one you could show to a non wrestling fan, but like, check this out, right? But I'm more of a story and then wrestling. Me too. And and Me to too. watch Me this too. in a vacuum, not to know what really story is. Because, I mm-hmm. mean, you have to go back, you know, almost six months back, 
like to kind of see, yeah, the see the interaction yeah. between these two and how it kind of built up to this, to the to the uh, the four way and that that raw match where Undertaker and Austin come out to interfere and fight for the other opponents. <laughs> you know, it's all of that kind of stuff that builds up to it. I don't think the story was awesome, but I thought the match was a lot better than the story. Yeah, yeah, it's there's no denying it's great. I'm not going to argue with anyone that says it's their best match. Like I mm-hmm. get it. It's five stars. It's an A plus. Whatever you want to say. But, but the fact that it has at least five different segments in, in the same match just makes it more mm-hmm. exciting to watch. Yeah. Well, next up, we have the Chicago Street Fight. We got the Nation of Domination, which is, consists of Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. And in their corner, Clarence Mason, D'Lo Brown, J.C. Ice, and Wolfie D. And a bunch of other they guys. They take on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a bunch of other guys. They take on Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson, Legion of Doom. The LOD comes out to a big you pop. You know, I was right, pissed about pads. this entrance. I thought they were all going to wear the same shit. Who? LOD and, and Ahmed. They wore sho- They all wore shoulder pads. Uh, come on. They weren't matching. LOD got some I new think- shoulder pads. They gave them their old, gave Ahmed their old <laughs> ones. He's like, here, buddy, throw this on. But, but it doesn't match, uh, God damn it! <laughs> it's like, but it spikes. It's good enough, Ahmed. Oh, this is just a garbage match brawl yeah. in the best sense possible. Uh, they beat the hell out of each other. I love the old, the giant brown <laughs> uh, Rosemont Horizon sign yeah, out the front. Parking sign or parking lot sign. There's chaos everywhere. Ahmed slamming Farouk <laughs> through with a French announce table, and the announce table explodes. There's nooses. There's a wrench. This is all over the damn yeah. place. There's the the good Ahmed's, the Ahmed's, all... uh, ass cheeks hanging out the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. He's got the wedgie of all wedgies. Yeah. And then this is also the famous match where you, down the aisle, they think it's Hawk or Animal. In the aisle, and young Colt Cabana's in the crowd just punching him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> With an ECF and W shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> there's like a, this is a 10 minute and 45 seconds of just just chaos, right? Yeah. It's fun. I was watching it's, this, but I'm like, this is this is like just garbage. So I would like hit the yeah. hit the fast forward like every 15. On, I watch it on the computer. So I would hit um, yeah. on Peacock. There's like an advance every 15 seconds. I click that thing so many yeah, yeah. times halfway through. I'm like, well, when's something good going to happen? <laughs> well, Ahmed gets tossed to the t- It's I think because there's so much going uh-huh. on, it's tough to like focus. I'm sure there was cool stuff. Yeah. There, there's fire the extinguishers. Still- there's chairs. There's everything that you said before. And everybody's getting beaten up around the ring in the ring. <laughs> The crowd's still buzzing from the, the brilliance they just yeah. saw, right? Uh, this match ends up end, ends up ending um, when who is it? Who gets caught in the doomsday device? Was it, was it, the, it was the two. Uh, it was Crush. Crush gets cut. Crush gets caught in it. Then he gets hit by a two by four, mm-hmm. and Animal gets the bid for the win here. Garbage brawl, but I was fine with it, especially after that. You're not going to have. Imagine if they put that tag match with Bulldog and Owen versus Vader and Mankind after uh-huh. that match. I think this, again, these last three matches are just good stuff as far as I'm concerned. I like that they put it the makes, white rappers makes, you know, of the nation, like both on in the Doomsday Device and Hawk comes off, clotheslines them both. Oh, yeah, because they're, you know, a bunch of jabronis. Uh, then we got a promo for the In Your House pay-per-view next month, and out comes Shawn Michaels, who's hurt. 
don't know if you saw this, but someone in the crowd had a sign. Like, you know, all like, like the scissors sign, uh, the cardboard yeah. scissors. Did you see it? No. Someone made a sign with scissors that said Sid and Arn written on it. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> yep, Sid and Arn. Awesome. So that's why, I, that's why I laugh when everyone's like, oh, CM Punk can never come back to AEW. Got, they got into a fight supposedly backstage. I'm like, dude. They tried to stab each other with scissors. <laughs> they did stab and each like, other. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'm like, they used to take dumps in each other's bags. Yeah. I'm like, it's wrestling. They'll be fine. Anyway, mm-hmm. but yeah, look for that on the uh, on the broadcast of the Sid Arn Scissors <laughs> uh, cardboard thing. Someone's reading the dirt. Someone's reading Meltzer. Yeah. Reading the dirt sheets and decided to make something funny for Sid. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Shawn Michaels comes out. He's going to be the guest commentator. He gets pyro for some reason. Dude, the way he was coming uh, down, like I could totally understand how things have changed since then. <laughs> like the, the, the walkway is like 10, maybe 10 feet. He's just walking a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, like slapping hands. And people are grabbing him and pulling him in towards him. And he's just smiling the whole mm-hmm. time. He's trying to get away. <laughs> Goes to the other side, gets pulled in and hugging and all this shit. <laughs> I'm like, man, they keep cutting away, like showing so- something else like in the crowd. Yeah. And then we go backstage to Pat Gill. He's with our WWF champion, Sid, who claims he is not afraid of the dark or the Undertaker. And then we go back to the arena. Lights go out, hit the gong. Undertaker comes out. It's old school Undertaker wearing his debut attire from the Survivor Series 90. Um, and then out comes Sid. He's pumping fist. Who's the man? Mm-hmm. Who's the man? People like Sid. This is kind of a good guy versus good guy match. I forgot about this, that people did like Sid. He was a badass. So was right? Sid good or bad on, in this match? I think he was like a good okay. guy. Like it was just. I, mean, yeah. I always liked him, whether just, he was bad or not. I just didn't know where he like fell into this, you know, into the pecking order. Well, the good guy versus <laughs> the bad guy. Yeah. Um. So then. Th- anyway, Sid gets his pyro. I love his Sid pyro. Mm-hmm. Like just Sid spell out in yeah, fireworks, just like warrior. And then Bret Hart comes storming up before the match is about to start. He gets the mic. He gets the microphone. Bret's in a bad mood. By the way, the mat's still all bloody. They didn't change the mat. No. <laughs> it's still all bloodstained. Uh, Bret Hart comes out, grabs the microphone, st- stares right at Shawn Michaels. <laughs> First off, you phony little faker. Why don't you take your pussyfoot injury and find your smile? And he goes, Undertaker, and you, I'll tell you something. You know, it's the second you slam that door in my face, we're no longer friends again. And he calls Sid a fraud. <laughs> he just looks, you know, I'm the best. And Sid just, and then Sid just clocks yeah, him. Yeah, I, I was waiting Bret for Hart. somebody to hit, his, hit him. <laughs> Sid does. He gets him with the power bomb. Tells him to take his whining ass out of here. <laughs> he goes straight to the back. Oh, man. And then this is just a two big man match. It's two giant guys. Uh, Sid kind of needs someone like Shawn Michaels to guide him to a really good match. Undertaker's a good wrestler, of course, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this is a 20-minute match. Probably should have been like a 13-minute match, I'd say. It'd be a little bit better. Um, the only really cool spot I thought was at the end when Undertaker goes for the tombstone, but Sid re- they do like a flip and Sid reverses mm-hmm, yeah. it. Hits it. He was making me nervous when he tombstone Undertaker. Like, he doesn't really have him there. He doesn't really hold, hold him up. Uh, Undertaker kicks out, and then Brett's back comes storming out. <laughs> <laughs> He's all pissed off about something. Well, and then he Sean just got showed up like, at WrestleMania. <laughs> Fucking power bomb. pissed. <laughs> Told to his whiny it's, ass to get out of here. <laughs> well, you know, I said match of the year in this asshole. Talking shit. Uh, anyway, uh, Sid goes to grab Brett after he was going to power bomb Undertaker, but Brett kind of neck drops him on yeah, the ropes. Ref doesn't see Sid it. Sid turns around. Staring right at into, him. 
into a tombstone. One, two, three. Gigantic pop for The Undertaker as he's the new WWF champion here. Um, he's showing the belt to the crowd, says, this is for you, this is for you. Shawn Michaels on commentary is getting shots in at Brett, talking about what a whiner he is. He does say that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of guys out here that don't deserve that championship, but I can say he deserves it. And then we get the purple lights and the pyro and the thunder and lightning and the dark days are upon us. Undertaker's your WWF champion as we go off the air from WrestleMania 13. So, whew, this was like a, these last few matches really made up for the beginning being bad. At least I think so. Yeah, I guess so. No, still I'm, st- I'm still. Okay, th- I'm, this is what I, I don't think this match was good. <laughs> no, um, it was I fine. Mean, the, it was too long. Was okay, I, I think the. I don't know. It wasn't a good ending. That's what it was. It was a good ending. It wasn't a good match. No, I think even the ending, Brett coming out and costing Sid. I mean, how come Undertaker couldn't beat him on his own? Well, he did, right? I guess. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Brett, had, Brett had to interfere. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, all things considered, everything we talked yeah. about... What's your what's your grade? What's this pay per view? What was me a thirteen? I give it a C. What would it have been without uh, Brett versus Austin? Uh, F. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> so it brings it up two full letter grades. Yeah. I have a degree solid C because and the brawl was fine. You know, it was fine, whatever. But yeah, and a lot and, of these matches. I mean, these days this would just be. Main event. Raw. No, not even raw. <laughs> Just be like main, you know, event. Like main event. You know, you see it on uh, on, on Peacock at 2 in the morning. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they fought. <laughs> oh, yeah. I read, we got to check Well, I forgot out. about uh, Ahmed Johnson. He's still around. I kind of encourage everyone to watch the whole show just so they can get the perspective that I got again of that Brett Austin match and how good it was. Because watching individual matches are, is fine, but yeah. I don't know. It just seems to me like that'd be kind of, it, it kind of bumps it up that much more. So. Yeah. I mean, the whole promotion of WrestleMania is like, this is our matches. This is what we're going with. This is the stories that we're building to this big show. So, I mean, you got to watch the whole show. Definitely. Definitely. Just like, just Ooh, like even like well, three I, years ago or five years ago, even though it's like they keep getting better, they got better stars, better athletes, blah, blah, blah. There's always going to be, you know blah matches because it just doesn't work out like one of the things i was reading was baron corbin and kurt angle like it didn't lead corbin anywhere like he's not a megastar he's not multiple champion he's just (laughs) he has some fun gimmicks you know poor um, you know bum ass corbin (laughs) yeah that was the best one with his stained shirt i mean i kind of liked his king corbin for a while but yeah uh, you know where he lost everything that was my favorite yeah for sure it was hilarious um, well, before we wrap up, they can kind of give our goodbyes of this week and our show shout outs and all that. I got a question yeah. for you. So I'm trying, Lauren and I trying to start saving money more and all this stuff because we just had a bunch of expenses come up in the mm-hmm. past, like six months with house stuff, with school, for the kids, all this stuff. I'm like, all right, let's just settle down and do it. And we're going to, and I have a plan to kind of, cause we had to deplete some savings to do house repairs and all this stuff. So I'm like, I got a plan to kind of bring it back up. But of course... So in August, I think Fan Expo Chicago is coming, and they're doing a Back to the Future reunion. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, um, Tom Wilson, all going to be here. 
I'm like, do I? Because it'll. I, I did the math. It'll be like 400 bucks <laughs> to get Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox to sign. I want to get like a Back to the Future two poster because they're both on it. Do I do that? Yeah. Do I not? Of course, it's you. Just say yeah. Uh, you can sell it. something. What could I sell? I don't know. What's what's your least favorite uh, valuable? <laughs> I don't know. I've sold. I've actually been selling some yeah. stuff lately. I sold a bunch of figures, got a couple hundred bucks because I'm really trying to make my collection more elite. Okay. No pun intended. Right. A little more streamlined like, the, with the best of the best. The creme de la creme. Exactly. The cream always For rises sure. to the top. Definitely. You've been over here in a while. You'll have to check out the new basement setup. You can, next to me, come over here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I'm kicking there on the idea. Back to the Future, one of my favorite movies, probably my favorite movie of all time. And I have such fond memories of watching Back to the Future 2 in the theater mm-hmm. with my dad. And then I also, Michael J. Fox, I loved all of his movies as a kid. Loved Teen Wolf. Oh, I love Teen you know, Wolf. Loved, loved Family Ties. Oh, I love Family Ties. Spin City was a good show. Never watched just, it. Just great stuff. Okay, it was good. And then Christopher Lloyd's been in a bunch of Angels in the Outfield. Uh, Suburban Commando. <laughs> Camp Nowhere. Just just a legend upon legends, Christopher Lloyd's. I don't know. I'm kicking around the Wasn't idea. Wasn't he... Uh, we'll see. Dr. Doom? Was it not Dr. Doom? Judge Doom. Dr. In uh, I don't know. Who Framed in, Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, yep, there you go. The two. <laughs> he was Uncle Fester in the Addams yeah, Family Yeah, he was. Movie. So... And Look at these. Leah guys. Thompson's going to be there. I used to have a crush oh, on me Leah too. Thompson. I still do. Caroline in the city. Good stuff. Anyway, I'm kicking around the idea. I have till August to decide if I want to save up that, but we'll see. We'll see. I say go for it. <sighs> you know, I'm getting better. You do anything tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day? You're half Irish. I am working. Ah, oh, man. All day? Well, pretty much. Like 12 to 9. Okay. Okay, well, if you're not too tired, you want to go get a pint after beer after work. Text me; I'll go out with you. We'll go get a beer at the Irish Patriot by my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Just text me; I'll be around. Okay, I'll be around. We're not doing anything, so or you can come over here. We have Guinness. You want to just come <laughs> up here with me? So we'll be here. Just text me; I'll be All around. Right, cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening this week and checking out the show. I know it's been a couple weeks, but again, there's been sickness and all this other strep throat's the worst. By the way, I've had strep. We have all had strep throat. And I haven't had strep throat in forever. It's like swallowing glass. It just sucks. It just sucks. But luckily, we're all healthy now. We're trying to stay that way. Um, Trying to stay busy with work and and all these other things, too. And as you guys are out there working and you're out there um, doing whatever you got to do, housework, all this other stuff, pop in your earbuds and listen to some podcast buddies of ours. Listen to our friends, the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. They got the canon they do every week of retro wrestling. They got a Patreon. Subscribe to it. Only five bucks a month for our pay-per-view reviews. So if you want in-depth version of reviews, they're all the way up from WrestleMania 1 to WrestleMania 12. So a lot in the archives to go back through. Follow them at OVP Podcast. They've also got the Acid Wash Memory Show, Nostalgia Show, Look Back on Stuff. They just did one on the mall. Some nostalgia about the mall, which I loved. I was a big mall guy. Oh, yeah, me too. Were you too. a mall guy? Yeah, that's where you hang out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Talk a lot about that. So follow them. The Acid Wash Memories podcast. They both have Facebook groups, OVP and Acid Wash Memories. Uh, follow our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, I have a theory. I don't know if you've listened to them lately, but there's a character on the show called the Keyboard Warrior that always complains about stuff. And I have a feeling it actually is Jeff. So that's kind of my, <laughs> okay. my, my theory. Okay. Anyway, follow them at Fully Posable for all of your 
wrestling figure needs and entertainment. Uh, follow our friends at the Wrestling Cheer Podcast. Justin Summers over there doing fun shows uh, on local wrestling. Lee at the Rise Nitro Podcast. They've got some free shows in the archives. Check them out. And then check out our friends, the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. They've been doing shows for years now. It's always fun. They're, that's a show like if you don't listen every week, if you just pop on, oh, yeah. you could hop mm-hmm. in. It's it's just it's a fun show. So follow the Breaker and Bane Power Hour. Uh, our friend Daniel Spencer over at the Ringside Podcast. They've been doing shows for years. Impact Wrestling Referee Extraordinaire. Go follow them at Ringside Podcast. Am I forgetting anybody? I feel like I'm always forgetting somebody. Maybe not. If I am, I apologize. Um, but follow our podcast buddies. Join our Facebook group at the Positively Processing Podcast. Subscribe to our show if you can. Leave a review. Uh, listen to our show. Follow on Twitter. Share with a friend. And have fun and, and be cool to each other. And, and have fun because it's just wrestling. And we should have a lot of fun if we can. So, Eric, you got anything else? It's getting late. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. Hey, how about that? Another, uh, what, 35 minutes? Yep. I'll, I'll, so I'll do my world-famous of- uh, Irish um, what do you call that? Not impression. Impression? Is it impression? What are you talking about? You know, when I, when I say, um, top of the morning to you. Yeah, that's, that's an impression, <laughs> but it's a bad one. <laughs> do you think you're the only Irish person in the world with the last name of Sanchez besides your family? Um, <laughs> no, not, I mean, not, no. I mean, there, there, there's so much melding <laughs> that's happened over the past generations. I'm sure. I'm sure there's Irish, Mexicans, Mexican, uh, Middle Eastern, <laughs> Irish. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, are you going to watch the World Baseball Classic tomorrow? Oh, I never Mexico heard of versus, it. Mexico, Mexico versus Puerto what, what Rico. Time? Is that like 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night? Uh, no. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't think so. Okay. Anyway. All right, Eric. Thanks, as always, for joining the fun over here at the Positively Processing Podcast. Thanks, as always, for being with me for the past, I don't know, six, seven years, however long, six, seven years we've been doing this show. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, this is a, this was a, a good chat to talk about this week, the WrestleMania 13 show. Mm-hmm. And maybe, ne- hey, maybe next week we'll just do the Raw after WrestleMania 13 because I want to see what's going to happen with Brett. Yeah, Nelson. let's see do what happens. Don't you? I sure do. Let's see what okay, happens. Okay. All right, let's see what happens. Next week we'll look at Raw after WrestleMania 13. That's an easy show to do because that show's like 45 minutes or whatever. So <laughs> Perfect. Maybe we'll even do a watch. We'll even do a watch along. We'll get a show out there for you. And then I've got something I'm working on. Hopefully we could do uh, for WrestleMania season before WrestleMania in a few weeks lurking on an idea I had, which I don't want to talk about. I don't know if we can do, but if I can, I'll let you guys know and we'll get that shot to you as well. Thanks for listening. Eric, thanks for coming on. Everyone else, see you next week. Happy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>